Hey, what's going on, guys? This is the Leafs Convo podcast for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario, oakridgeford.com. It is late Monday evening, February 15, 2021. We weren't going to do a show until tomorrow, but we had to do it tonight. We were thinking, let's talk about the Alex Galchenyuk trade. And, of course, he's a bit of a journeyman now. How does he fit into the big picture? And then the Leafs give up five unanswered goals to the bloody Senators and lose 6-5 in overtime. Michael, I'm sorry to drag you into this. Good evening, Norm. Um, well, I mean, th- honestly, this is a flashback to last season because we had yeah. those those situations where the Leafs would have this, I'd say, brain cramp that would last, you know, five, six, seven minutes, uh, and that would kill them. And in this instance, it came mm-hmm. when they were leading five to one, gave up a shorthanded goal, gave up basically another shorthanded goal with a guy coming out of the penalty box. Four minute uh, double minor on a Zach Hyman a high stick, uh, kill that off rather effectively, but then give up a Connor Brown goal uh, after the, the kill, just basically sucking the life out of the team if they were going to have any kind of emotional pickup after killing off a double minor, and then uh, give up a late goal like they did against Montreal to lose a point and then go into overtime. And I think, you know, had the, the majority of the chances or at least. They were going back and forth in overtime, but then Dadnoff gets the uh, overtime winner. I mean, it's it's we know that Ottawa works themselves up to play the Leafs. It's sure. the Battle of Ontario. It's you know, it's the the bad team um, playing against the good team. That's always the dynamic. But when you're a good team, you step on these teams' neck and mm-hmm. you kill them. And again, this team. You know, in spite of some good efforts from, from some good players, you know, Thornton had two points. Marner and Matthews are really good. Um, I'm putting an APB out on William Nylander and John Tavares <laughs> because Zach Hyman, yeah. Hyman didn't help uh, infuse that line with any kind of uh, energy. And, you know, Freddie Anderson was pedestrian. He was okay, yeah. but he, he didn't make the big save when they needed. And honestly, you know, for this team to be what they need to be and to satisfy the want of the Leaf fans for them to be successful in the postseason, this is an example of why some people are still skeptical. He was so hesitant on that final play. I think he should have challenged for that puck. That's not his game. But Mm -mm. I knew that Dadanoff getting that puck on his stick with a bit of time and Anderson regressing into his net game over and it was he should have challenged for that puck tried to poke check it redirect it do something because all of his guys were behind the play that was pretty much the game right there uh he was pedestrian you can't blame that final play on him but out of desperation i think he should have attempted to um connect with that puck before dadanoff did he didn't and the leafs have lost two games in a row Uh, A third period, they fell asleep against the Habs, and then it was just dog shit in the third period uh, versus the Senators. Uh, Doesn't this sound bizarre, Mike? Let's hope the Leafs can get one back from the Sens on Wednesday. What? Well, I mean, but you see, this this is, you know, you could expect this. Like, uh, the Senators 
worked themselves up for two teams, Montreal and Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they came off a 2-1 win in Winnipeg on a late goal. And when you're up 5-1, I, I think you could just see a collective easing off the gas pedal. Even Sheldon Keefe said, you know, he thought that the, you know, the signs um, were showing even when they were up five to one, he says at five, two, it was the, the worst five, two lead in terms of how he felt about the way the team was playing that he could ever remember. So it's like, in spite of the fact that they were up three goals, he didn't feel good about it, but this is, this is the thing. This team supposedly is improved defensively. I don't know where that is based on tonight because, you know, when you're a better defensive team, you don't blow a 5-1 lead. Joe Prevera on Twitter sending me a picture of Morgan Riley with, with a pylon on his head. Uh, Morgan Riley, he's, he's the ace back there, is he not? So he's going to bear the brunt of the criticism, and he didn't look good in, in those final moments. Well, I mean, I'm okay. I I'm not going to scapegoat one particular player. Like I said, there were, there were enough passengers tonight. Like I said, I uh, uh, you know mm-hmm. a missing yeah. a missing persons report out for John Tavares and Neilander. That second line was not good at all. Um, I, I didn't you know you got a you got a goal out of the third line. You got a goal out of the fourth line, and you still lose. That's that's where yeah. I think this rests is that this team got production from three of their four lines they're you know the league's best goal scorer pots too. joe thornton comes back from missing 10 games and has a goal and an assist and you still lose yeah that was a, com- a f- that was a complete falling apart a complete effort by the complete group it would be nice for william nylander to show up when the chips are down but when this team is riding high and he's not getting points, it really doesn't seem to matter. John Tavares, on the other hand, has paid a shit ton of money and they they could use his point per game, no doubt, but we know that there's enough firepower on this team that guys like that can take nights off and it's not going to have that great of an effect. However, when you blow back-to-back games by falling asleep and then just falling apart in the third period. And these guys are still slumping. It exacerbates the situations. This is the Leafs combo for Oak Ridge Ford, Norm, and Mike. Alex Galchenyuk. <laughs> what happened to this guy? He's he's a, a senator and then a hurricane, and now he's a, a maple leaf. And this is over the span of like three days. Remember mm. when he was in Montreal, just like most Habs, overblown because he's wearing Le Rats uniform. Uh, but he was good. I mean, he, he was heralded coming out of this Sarnia thing. We did a, a ton of stuff with him when I worked on the local TV channel. What happened to this guy, and how does he happen to affect the Leafs in the positive? Well, I mean, first of all, he I think he's the poster child of somebody who was rushed and forced to play a position that he wasn't meant to play. He's not a center. He's never mm-hmm. been a center. Um, Montreal drafted in third overall in 2012, and we talked about this on, on the Buzzcast today, how that top five of that draft, other than Morgan Riley, is a complete and utter bust. Nail Yakupov, first overall. Ryan Murray, who's had an injury-plagued career with Columbus and now mm-hmm. is in, in New Jersey. Uh, Galchenyuk, third overall to Montreal, and then Griffin Reinhardt, fourth yep. overall. So, so the Leafs hit the Leafs <laughs> hit the home run in that top. Five. Where are they now? 
Yeah, but 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 the but the, you know that that being the case, uh, I think he was rushed in Montreal. He was looking for bigger money. They decided to move him in the deal for Max Domi, and then basically he's been, you know, shifted from Pittsburgh to or, I mean to Arizona to Pittsburgh mm. to, I mean, it's 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 sort of sad. And he's only twenty six years old, I believe, and I, I you know I. <laughs> The move is a little puzzling, but I understand it from the Leafs' perspective. He cleared waivers. He's making a million dollars, so he doesn't count against the cap. He could go on the taxi squad. Uh, uh, Keith said today, well, he's in the mix for the bottom six that basically probably want to take a look at him, see, you know, get him sort of situated, and then maybe he gets a chance yeah. playing on the fourth line or the third line. Wow. I don't like what the Leafs gave up. In the sense that they, you know, Warshawski is just a minor leader. They gave up Igor Korshkov in this deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Korshkov played well in the AHL last year. He had a goal in his only NHL game. Um, he went back to the KHL because of the AHL being shut down. He's leading Lokomotiv in goal scoring. I, I think he has an NHL future, but the problem is, I don't think the Leafs were ready to guarantee him an NHL spot next year. And I've heard reports that essentially said if he wasn't guaranteed a spot on the leaf roster that he wasn't wasn't going to come back to north america so maybe carolina can guarantee him that spot but i don't think the leafs were going to and essentially then they're trading an asset that is expiring in a way to Mm -hmm. to get a guy who might help them in a depth position this year as if sheldon keith doesn't have his work cut out for him trying to psychologically get his team to bounce back from these back-to-back disasters. Now he's got a guy who's been wandering the wilderness who probably needs a kick in the ass, who probably, you know, would be best served as a passenger on this team in his own mind, having to come into a situation where he should probably contribute if he wants to keep his NHL career going. Uh, You know, Sheldon Keefe... I've seen a lot of stuff on social media about you know him him being uh, lackadaisical with this group or just allowing guys like Nylander to float around and we we know that's not the case but the heat will start to um, filter towards Mr. Keefe uh, if this turns into something that is prolonged and um, with all this talent the Leafs have really um, they shouldn't be in that kind of position. Last word to you. Yeah, I I don't think the the heat is real. I mean, in spite of the Twitterverse, you know, uh, expressing their their uh, dismay. I, I was on um, tonight, Mike. I was on yeah. tonight, and I've I've been overtaken by social media. I was on for ten years, then quit, and I was back tonight because I was excited about podcasting this evening. Didn't think the Leafs would blow a fucking five one lead, but they mm-hmm. did. So anyway, yeah, but but uh, I mean, I don't think. I mean. At the end of the game, after the game, you know, the veterans like Thornton, veterans like um, like Riley, you know, basically said, you know, it sucks the way we played, but we're going to move on and move forward and sort of wipe the slate clean and, and get ready for Wednesday. And that's the mindset that they really have. They can't, like, think about, you know, what they did in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, remember the negative in terms of, okay, we can't do that again. Yeah. But really, they can't be devastated by this loss. They have to move on and put a better effort and take advantage of a team that is last place in the division. And hopefully on Wednesday they'll do, they'll do that. 
The fragility of this team is still a concern, Mike. Up 5-1 with nine seconds to go in the second period. You give up a shorthanded goal, and the house of cards collapses. Yeah, it's a, it's a reality until they until they shake that perception off. It's always going to pop back in the minds of Leaf fans. OG's Converse, thanks for joining us tonight. Have your say below this post on the YouTube channel, or you can get at us in community. I'll come up with some kind of poll. Have a good one, Mike. Thanks.